1990, a series of murders became news when a senator's daughter became the latest victim to be kidnapped. With a rapidly shrinking window to rescue her, a student at the FBI Academy was finally able to solve the case by consulting with the incarcerated serial killer, Hannibal Lecter. Today on the podcast, Buffalo Bill, Silence of the Lambs. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Welcome to Absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. As always, I am one of the co-hosts, Claire, and I'm joined by our other two co-hosts, Brad and Tammy. Why, hello. Hey guys. Yeah, this week we are talking about um, a real creepy, creepy crime. A real, a real creep. A real creep. Multiple, multiple murders. A serial killer, even, if you will. Mm. Uh, we are talking about Buffalo Bill, also known as Jamie Gum. And John Grant. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, he, he went by many names many a name uh Ooh. so this is uh the case of the podcast versus buffalo bill in silence of the lambs was the documentary we watched um now there there's are uh books about uh this case as well claire you said you read those books like way back when right yes because the author who wrote these books he focused actually on another um kind of famous serial killer who appears in this documentary which was hannibal lecter and he kind of delves more into that but obviously within the other books you get comment on these other killers that kind of turned up in the investigation with Hannibal Lecter because obviously the FBI is involved and everything like that so this first book um, kind of focused on um, this killer Buffalo Bill who was kind of tangentially um, kind of related to uh, Hannibal Lecter yeah yeah so in the documentary they they do also show hannibal lecter but we're not co- covering the case of hannibal at no, this there's point a lot in time. of a lot of stuff out there if you want to know about hannibal lecter yeah yeah we might we might cover uh, uh i don't know it'd be very difficult i guess we would have to cover the same case to really cover hannibal lecter if we just mm. wanted to watch one documentary but you're right claire there's so much about hannibal lecter out there and um also like uh clarice starling there's a lot of different information information about Clarice Starling, who is the FBI. She was uh, an FBI in training at Quantico mm-hmm. at the time, um, who cracked the case of Buffalo Bill. Yeah. And also uh, Dr- Jack Crawford. There's a couple of uh, items out there who was the um, head of, I believe he was either, the he was in charge of, science. yeah, the behavioral science division mm. um, of the FBI. So there's a lot of information about him as well, but we're going to focus today on Buffalo Bill. Lucky us. <laughs> we decided um, to to go with the um the killer that is uh doesn't have cannibalistic tendencies to to, to save you that telly i really appreciate it because uh yeah i the, i i think i've i'm sure i've mentioned it on this podcast before but i think uh, cannibals are the worst killers out there. They are horrific. They show up in Milo Nightmares. It is not good. I don't like cannibals. <laughs> um, maybe it's because I enjoy food so much and the fact that they like eat people. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, there's so much good food out there. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should meet some cannibals and nope. just see if you change your <laughs> no. opinion. Maybe yes, get them, get them to cook you something. Maybe Ugh. you don't like cannibals, but what if cannibals like you? Oh, oh. they definitely like me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am someone who's very confident in the fact that a cannibal would like me. 
You eat lots I've of got, like good and interesting food, Tammy. You'd probably be yeah, quite tasty. Yeah, I've I've got a lot of meat on these bones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might be a little fatty, so you've got to like really get in there. But it's uh, so I'm sure they would like Bill, me. I don't Ugh. know if he would be interested in you because I feel like you and I are both safe, Tammy, because we have tattoos. We do have tattoos, and I am just under the size he was looking for. I have been that size before, but I am mm-hmm. just currently under that size. So, yeah, and um, I can't, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's talk about. We just wanted to give you a, a rough understanding of some other folks that, if you're interested in watching this documentary, there are some uh, other folks you will hear about us talking about a little bit but we're not that's not the focus of this podcast Mm -hmm. this this go around um don't write hate mail because we're not going to read it so we're not going to read it it's very cold in london so it'll just go on the fire to heat my ass (laughs) you're gonna print out an email (laughs) to throw it on the fire yeah really (laughs) just to really make a point (laughs) I was just going to click and delete, but that's fine, Claire. <laughs> um, and Brad, what, how did you come upon this uh, this case? I mean, I definitely saw this documentary as a kid. Yeah. Me too. When yeah, I was I 10. Yeah. I don't think I've watched it since. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, let's see, how old was I? I was like uh, 12 or 13 when this came out, and then um, I saw it fairly shortly after that. I but also not- have seen this documentary a ton of times, like so much that I was like, do I need to rewatch this? Like, really? Um, but I did because I really enjoy this documentary. Yeah, it's it's so a really well done it. documentary. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I am like Brad. I watched it way young and then just never returned to it because it's, you know, it does focus a lot on Hannibal, who is a cannibal. <laughs> And I am not interested. Um, all right, so let's talk about Buffalo Bill. I've got some info about him before yes, please. his life before the documentary took place. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So Jamie Gum was born. So it's J A M E. That will be important in a moment. Was born October the twenty fifth, somewhere in California. His unusual first name resulted in a misspelling on his birth certificate, as he was originally supposed to be called James. So that's how he became Jamie or Jane. Um. Having failed in her acting career, his mother, who was a prostitute, um, became an alcoholic and left him to be placed in a foster home at the age of two. At age 10, his grandparents managed to retrieve him from the foster home and took him back to their home in Sacramento, where he murdered them (laughs) in front of barricading police at age 12. Uh, Yeah. As a result, he was sentenced to six years in Tulare Vocational Rehabilitation, where he was taught how to be a tailor, which we shall see will come back. Following his release, Gum worked off the books in at least two restaurants and sporadically in the clothing business. While beginning work in a Baltimore curio store, he met and began a questionable romantic relationship with a local orchestra flutist, Benjamin Raspell, who financially supported him for some time. Uh, the curio store later fired Gum for some unspecified reason. I couldn't find anything about that. In anger, he killed a bag woman and managed to intercept a suitcase from his former employer. In his hotel, room crying he opened up the suitcase finding dead butterflies uh, as he searched for possible valuables a live butterfly flew out of the case leading to an epiphany for gum um, which became his fascination with butterflies moths Uh, he also worked in a clothing store called mr hyde inc can i stop you for a second Mm -hmm. what the fuck why was there (laughs) 
why were there <laughs> dead butterflies in a suitcase? I'm sorry. Like, I mean, yeah, dead moths maybe because like the moths have yeah, eaten stuff. I, I, or maybe I it was guess. a collection of butterflies that someone. But then why would there be a live one? So I mean, I I'm think guessing, yeah, I think that's just the one that survived transport. Maybe. But I I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we've only got this information. I I guess from him and people who knew him. So I question how how true this is you know yeah and it was it so the the butterflies were in a suitcase with this that was being sent to his former employer which his former employer was working at a curio store right mm-hmm. like what was it meant to be de- i mean because to me it made more sense like if they were supposed to be like you know mounted butterflies right but yeah then that's again, what i figured the but point, i don't know why, like, one's why was there a live one but then also, if this story came from him, then maybe one wasn't alive. It was just yeah, an that's embellishment true. to okay. the story, you know? That's true. I just had to stop for this a second. Like I'm sorry. Our one was mounted too soon. Oh, oh no! no! <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that, that person should be on trial. Whoever's <laughs> mounting live butterflies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> so then I also have some information about his relationship with Raspel. Yeah. Uh, so Raspel later ended his relationship with Gum in in favour of a Norwegian sailor named Klaus. Oh. Uh, Klaus was found murdered later. It's believed by uh, Gum. And they did find an apron in Gum's house after... uh, he was the the case ended, which we'll get to later. Um, which was found to be made of the skin of this Norwegian sailor Klaus. Sorry, Tammy. That's so so that's fun. Yeah. Why 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 would you make an apron? I mean, um, uh, yeah. And this was when he began to believe himself to be transsexual and began applications for gender reassignment surgery um, and applied to schools such as John Hopkins, which we find out about in this documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at that point, uh. You can continue, but yeah, his his applications everywhere were declined. Yeah, yeah so the hospital's vetting process deemed uh, Gum too psychologically disturbed and not fitting the profile of a true transgender person. Um, the background checks also Weird. uncovered his real name, because I think he, he gave like fake names, and his criminal record, because obviously he served six years, uh, which he had lied about. Um, he also assaulted a doctor while he was at John Hopkins after being rejected. Um, and uh, in uh, shortly after this, um, through so this was while he was dating Raspel. Um, so t- during his relationship with Raspel, this was how he was introduced to Dr. Hannibal Lecter um, because Raspel was a patient of Hannibal Lecter, and Jamie Gum had just one session with uh, Lecter. Um, during the relationship with Raspel, Gum would regularly attack gay men. Um, that was kind of a thing during their relationship. He would lash out at them. Um, despite only meeting Gum in person once, Lecter had been told a lot about him by Raspel in their therapy sessions. Um, Jack Crawford later said that Lecter was told everything but his shoe size um, by Jeremy Raspel. Uh, by Raspel about uh, gum. So after he consulted with Lecter, that's when he started up work as a tailor. Um, and that was kind of the last thing we knew of him that has been reported uh, before the events of this documentary took place. So do you guys want to talk about the idea or touch on this about um, the idea of him being rejected for this the yes. transsexual surgery? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... 
one of the things I found too was that um, that th- one of the reasons he could have been rejected and why they didn't find him to be a true trans or have true transgender identity disorder was because uh, it wasn't that he wanted to be a woman, but they found that him um, he wanted to possess being a female, like the power he possess- he perceived women having. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that he wanted to be a woman, he wanted to be in the body of a woman, but not as an identity, but because he wanted to possess the power he perceived women to have. I That's... It's the phrasing is so weird. Not mm-hmm. a true transsexual, and like no, no, I know, but I, but that's yeah, why but, they yeah, they, they but, submitted for him to be declined for surgery. Yeah, I, they yeah, and they can say because clearly what they're saying is, I'm sorry, you're too kooky for surgery. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I guess their concern is he would come back and sue them for whatever, I I would think. Because, like, if he had that surgery, he's not actually transsexual, then the problem would, it it would really fuck him up even more mentally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a fucking mess. Like, and I, I just feel like this has clearly been handled in all the worst ways. Yeah, yeah. I, well, the fact that he killed somebody, well, not somebody, his grandparents at age 12, like, mm-hmm. he was fucked up for a long time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because what happened to him at age 10, because that's when his grandparents went and picked him up out of a foster care system Oof. after his mom had dropped him off at the age of two. So mm-hmm. yeah. he might not remember things with his mom, but what happened in that foster care system but between yeah. the ages of two and ten that led him to become a murderer at the age of 12 and then want to possess the womanhood yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. because I think that that's that's really where it it changes from being um a question of identity to a question of sanity yeah there's a, like the the gaps in the record here like I mm-hmm. want I, like clearly between two and ten I would yeah. very much like to know what's going on but I also yeah. really want to know between 10 and 12 yeah mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, like, I couldn't, and it, couldn't find anything on it, I'm afraid. Yeah, and even the, huh. in, the, the wording of when he killed his grandparents, it says where he murdered them impulsively in front of barricading police. Why were the police there if it was an impulse to kill his grandparents? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's... I yeah, mean, because you would clearly think, the there it, already. Exactly. This, At the age of 12, yeah. if he's in a situation where the police are barricading him in, then yes, it would be an, you know, impulsively killing his grandparents. But what got to that point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why were we in this situation? Bringing the cops in for a mental health care uh, distress call is never a good option. Mm-hmm. Let me repeat bringing cops in for a mental health care distress call is never, ever, ever, ever a good option. Yeah. yeah. See all the people that have been murdered by cops. Period. Yeah. End of story. Um, but I mean, so, and also, yeah. I I understand. Like, I, the, I again, the whole true transgender thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I would prefer well, they I think just the say wording he's too there. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, mm-hmm. I yeah. It's 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 icky for the time. I don't like it. Um, also, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, like I he, the decision that he's even if he was like, we don't think he's mentally capable of making this decision. I would feel better with. I just don't like yeah, the weird like medical judging. Yeah. Because I'm like, what if what if maybe you know what if this is what if that like I, I don't know what if it would help him what if it would make his life better yeah i mean my uh, i because 
you know, he was seeing, I would think therapists would have had to recommend him for the surgery, especially at that time. Yeah. This mm-hmm. was what, the late 80s, early 90s. So I think like, the yeah, requirement was even more intense than it is now. Yeah. Um, where, meaning they had to have additional years of therapy, that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm assuming it's the therapists that are it's it's not like the hospitals themselves are denying the procedure. It's the therapists who are sending to the hospital denying him procedures, right? Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I would imagine so. so. It's like he's so making it. I, I he just, somehow made it through the first level. Yeah, and is getting stopped. At, I just, I, I. Yeah, and I, really I guess that's where also I'm like, I don't know where that is, but I would think it's really the the mental health care professionals that are stopping it mm-hmm. and submitting to the hospitals. Like you, sorry, this you can't. This would be a bad idea idea um i mean i don't know what the the uh, patient (laughs) the doctor patient confidentiality is but i feel like as a serial killer we should know more details than we do yeah Yeah. maybe maybe not i don't know (laughs) because i feel like we know a lot and then we know very little at the same time Mm -hmm. and the fact that like after age 12 for the rest of his teens really until he became an adult he was at a vocational rehabilitation center and that's where they taught him to be a tailor so i guess that this is again another issue with our healthcare system and our mental health care system specifically but basically at the age of 18 they fucking kicked him out yeah they're just like okay bye yeah you're 18 you're an adult see ya and mm-hmm. uh, which you know you can go back to so many areas in his life where you can see man if something happened just like right here it could have changed the whole trajectory mm-hmm. and he wouldn't have committed these multiple murders um but he just got shit on at every turn yeah it's not yeah. good um yeah i'm <laughs> welcome to america <laughs> listen we've improved, like... things, we've improved things so much now if like oh, you know a, a kid commits a murder we just try them as an adult and put them in prison forever yeah as opposed to uh, letting them have a life later and abandoning them to the system without any help. Yeah, we just abandoned them in a new and different way. Yeah, in a us. hole that we locked them in. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really crazy. I mean, and, and clearly, like, his none of that helped him because the fact that he was so pissed when he got fired from the curio store, like... Yeah, he killed someone. <laughs> yeah, he, kill, he yeah. killed a bad lady. <laughs> just... Yeah. Like, you know, so at that point, also, I'm like, okay, so he's escalated. Like, his grandparents sounded like it, he was probably in a situation where he felt he had no way out. Mm. I mean, he's 12. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. just... Yeah, he felt powerless. <laughs> Again, to Brad's point, like, we can't fucking try kids as adults because I can't... I can't even imagine what the situation was where he felt he had no way out. No. But again, barricaded by police. I, I like where were the grandparents adult, for all those years? By the way, I don't know. I oh, couldn't yeah. find anything on it. Like why it took this long? We'll we'll take him in when he's ten. Yeah, but, yeah. But what about when he's two? What's yeah? We don't want him for those those years. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting that I couldn't find any history of um like animal abuse from him as a child. Mm-hmm. There was nothing listed about that which 
um, obviously seems to be a common thing with people. They, you know, like you were saying, Tammy, they progress. So they go from animals to hurting people. But from all intents and purposes, like from what you understand, what I understand of him, he seemed to be like an animal lover. You know, he like loved his dog, loved his moths, you know. If he had been an animal abuser, he would have become a furry because he would have made fur suits. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I just thought that was that was kind of interesting because usually you would have these certain like check marks like parent has a substance abuse problem, you know. Yeah, which which also like tends to weird me out though, like when I think of serial killers because I'm like, I understand I actually understand killing people. People are terrible. But like, why kill animals? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't get I don't get that part. Uh so so what Buffalo Bill does actually makes a lot more sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, he loves he loves animals. That makes sense. Yeah. Cuz like they said even in this documentary that for him to be able to um like breed these specific moths in the US that are not native, he would have like he must have loved them, you know, he would have had yeah. to have like hand reared them. Um yeah, just which so I just thought that was interesting. He loves loves his animals. Yeah. And he doesn't it's not even that he hates people, he just seems to be like a But he doesn't sociopath. he doesn't see them yeah, he doesn't see them yeah. as human. He sees them as a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then even the the killing of Klaus, the Norwegian sailor, it's like that was out it, it's like okay, the the grandparent thing, like to me that was like a a crime of like he he wasn't it, it was uh what was the term that they used it was impulsive it was an impulse it wasn't like he set out to kill his grandparents and then with mm-hmm. with klaus that's a crime of passion right like that's that's very specific so i find it interesting too and i don't know if if you would consider any of those part of the the killings as a serial killer like Oof. those are not the murders that occurred when he was a serial killer these no, are murders no, no. that the bag lady that was probably out of convenience yeah. you know there was something he needed like so I, I feel like those even though they were all murders he did are almost separate which is so rare to have something so separate from from the time he actually became a serial killer um, which is probably why I find him very fascinating. It's it's just so different than what what we know mm-hmm. as the typical serial killer, and also why um, you know Clarice Starling, who was an FBI agent in training, the fact that she was able to crack this like and no one else was. It's probably because they were looking at well, these aren't the same patterns. They couldn't figure out what his pattern was. Yeah. Well, like you know. they, it was very random where the bodies were found. Yeah, and yeah. That and was it didn't, in itself a sign. Yeah, and since they didn't know who, who he was, they didn't think to look like Clarice ended up finding and figuring out like he would have known his first victim. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she picked that up, you know, unlike everyone else who had looked at the case files, um, is really crazy and astounding. And she went on to have a career, obviously, after this, but... Um, yeah, it's his his other victims were so random. Yeah, I so. Um, and we could talk a little bit, but Hannibal Lecter just had the one session with him, so um, it's interesting because Clarice ended up finding out some information through Hannibal, but um, he the the he was he must have been a really good psychologist, like really good at listening, really good at picking up clues of mm-hmm. what you know and people were thinking things. and remembering. Like, oh, yeah, seriously, yeah, like. Um, he- I, it's yeah. I, like he had one session with him. I mean, Graham yeah. knew a lot about him. <laughs> like, I yeah, yeah. But like, he kept track. He kept track. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really crazy. Like to think, like this was from one session. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, but he also heard a lot about uh, mm-hmm. gum from um, Benjamin Raspell yeah. as well. Yeah. So he had other info from that. Probably even if like, because I don't know, like if how much gum would have gone into like his history with like his grandparents and stuff, or if like he confided in uh, Raspell instead, and that's how Lecter found out. Yeah, which I don't is know. like Raspell, like stop talking about you know other stuff in your sessions. That's really bad. Yeah, I just think like hearing about. Um, hearing about Gum through Raspell and then meeting him for the the one time he did, I, I think like Cannibal Lecter was like, game recognizes game, sir. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it has yeah. to, it has to be because. Well, it's it's job networking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know what the other serial killers are up to. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, it was interesting. I, I, Claire, I'm not sure if you had read this, but it was like Jack Crawford had later said that um, Lecter knew so much about Raspell through their therapy sessions. He said everything but his shoe size. Mm-hmm. Like he just knew so much. So crazy. Um, yeah. So I guess see, if you guys want to talk a little bit about uh, his tailoring and he worked for Miss Littman. Um, and what happened to dear Mrs. Lippman? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Something that I forgot happened in this, and I rewatched the documentary while I was eating dinner, and that was not a good idea. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I got, like, the specifics of Miss Lippman's death, I find upsetting. Mm-hmm. Because, I, is there more detail on exactly how he killed her? Not that I could find. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it was, he, he seems to have, like, when he, when he would, um, he, he seemed to, like, enjoy, like, physical, like, he, he seems to be a physical guy. He enjoys physically fighting and using blunt force trauma, because that's what he would do with, um, when he would attack the gay men, like Raspel said, when they were in a relationship, and that's what he would do to the women that he would kidnap. Um, so I imagine it was some kind of blunt force trauma, and then he stashed the body. Mm, I mean, by stash. Yeah, because the, only, the, the only thing I could see too yeah. is it says Mrs. Lippman died on a holiday in Florida with while she was on holiday in Florida with gum. <laughs> so, so they why were like real tight. Oh, that's weird. Why would you go on holiday with him? <laughs> also, why are you bringing back her dead body? Yeah, it also, just seems so much I easier. To, I need to discuss how big this the basement of this house is. Okay, this house is rigid. So this was Mrs. Littman's house. Uh, Jamie eventually took over the house when Mrs. Littman died, however mm-hmm. that was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he basically inherited, I'm using air quotes, but inherited everything from Mrs. Littman. And you, that's when he started using the alias John Grant when he took over yeah. that house. Um, yeah, go well, please talk for, about this spe- house. Speaking as a, a, a British person, we don't have basements over here. We don't have the land space. We build up, you know, like there's like, you know, like particularly in like London, we don't really have basements and things. So we have attics more. So like, I I was just like, oh, a basement. But then it, this is like a, like a whole house under the house and it has multiple <laughs> levels and there's a well down there. I was like, is this a thing? Like, this is like a whole other, other I mean, house under the house. I, I will say, I, I had... It includes a bathroom. Uh, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I had yeah. friends growing yeah. up in a house that their, their, I mean, their basement, that was it was the, you know, just this large, obviously, is the floor plan of the house. Yeah. Um, and like, it's, but it was only one level. There was no, there was no second level double basement situation. Um, And there was a bathroom down there. Like, it was, and it was, it was huge. And there was a lot of, there was many rooms. Yeah, this like, this Did they have seems, a well? Did not have a well. But I mean, it, that's just a hole. You can put a hole anywhere. Like, I don't think it's... Yeah. It's not hard to have a well, but... But why did Mrs. Littman have a well? 
Yeah, yeah. that's the qu- well. I mean, it's I, how much is this? How much was Mrs. Littman, and how much was Jamie? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I need question. to know. <laughs> it, because it does seem like there there are multiple levels to the basement. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's like it's like a two story underground situation. This is which, bigger than the house above. Like it's yeah. so big. This is my this is my dream house. Like I would love to have multiple <laughs> underground levels. Like just no sunlight getting in. You want a Mrs. Littman in your house? Uh, I do not want to. I do not want a Miss Littman in my house. I just want a Miss Littman style house. Um, don't really, don't really uh, need the well though. Can leave that out. It, it almost seems like he's living under the house because there's so many rooms under this house. You know, like yeah. there's. The, I mean, he's not using that. Well, the, at least I well, hope he's top, not. Well, the top of the house is all hoarded up. So why would you want to live up there? True, but like it's just so I couldn't get over the size. Yeah, no, it's. I remember it's seeing crazy. a documentary. Um, previously where it was an american documentary about a story that happened in a true story that happened in um in london in the 60s and i knew that it was done by a um american like set designer company because it's set in this teeny tiny little um council house in london but they'd built like a basement in it that was bigger like the entire house and i was like no that doesn't we don't have basements we don't have them i mean very rarely Usually, yeah, I mean, if they had them in the old, you know, in the old days, those would be the servants' quarters in like the big yeah. townhouses in London, but not in okay, like we, a little we, council house. We like, had them here, so it's. The, yeah. I guess that didn't weird me out, but Florida can't have basements, which is very no, sad because no, no. which we're we're too close to the water level. Um, mm-hmm. But I, man, I I just don't understand why why would anyone build a house and not have a basement? Like it just seems fucking awesome. There's like ex- there's extra there's extra secret house. Like why wouldn't you want a basement? <laughs> Like everything should have basements. It's great. It's dark. Yeah, it's, so cold, I, I, it's cooler. I, yeah, well, exactly. The temperature's regular because it's underground. Uh, I went to a town in Australia where everyone lived underground. It was like Ooh. you know, it was great because it was Whoa. right in the desert. So in the day, it's like super hot, and at night, it's really really cold. So everyone builds because it was a lot of. It used to be like a, a lot more miners that lived there for opals. So they built all the. Um, the housing like underground so when you approach the town it looks like no one lives there but there's all these houses underground that have got like like and they can build as many rooms as they want because there's so much land they just dig another cave and they're like oh, oh that's got cool. myself another bedroom that's what i want <laughs> i want that <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I just couldn't get over the size of this basement because when we see it in the documentary and Clarice Starling was exploring it, it's it just goes on. She's exploring it for so long. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, and it's like, I know we didn't get to see the whole whole of the house. You know, we, we saw some of the house really in darkness, but um, mm. I know at least it's referenced in the books that uh and i know we're not going deep into those but it referenced in the books that it's like it had living quarters an empty storefront and the vast basement yeah wow yeah which i guess if she was like kind of tailoring on the Mm. side or whatever maybe that was her initial business her her actual business now did miss Littman um did she have the night vision glasses (laughs) um for when her power went out in the caverns under her house maybe (laughs) did they come with the house yeah, I, I, I feel think like, they're a, a Jamie Gum thing. Yeah, I think Jamie Gum. I hope so. <laughs> but what if not? <laughs> I mean, listen, if you have a house that has three stories of basement and an underground well, like, dungeon, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she wants I think... to go, like, abseiling down that well. She's going to need some night vision goggles. You just I, Better safe than sorry, I say. Keep a flashlight in every room and some night vision goggles. 
Yeah, absolutely. In case of an emergency. Oh, and everyone had thought that Mrs. Lippman had gone to Florida to retire. That's what happens. So that's also why nobody went looking for her when she had disappeared. Yeah. He was like her only friend and she had no... Oh, that's really sad. Mm -hmm. Good times, Mrs. Lippman. Yeah, but... Um, the other friend that, uh, and really who became the first victim, uh, was Frederica Bimmel. Yes. I, I couldn't find a list of the other victims' names. There were six victims in total and a seventh attempted victim, which was Catherine Martin. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Frederica Bimmel. Yeah, and and some have said she might have been an ex-lover of Jamie Gum because they did find, Clarice had found pictures of her Mm. and her close connection with Jamie. Um, yeah, which is just also very sad and disturbing. But it was not not found out that she was the first... Well, it's found out that she was the first victim, but she wasn't the first victim found. Yeah, she was no. the third found. She was the third yeah. victim found, yeah. because unlike the other... The other ones, he just kind of dumped in the water. Um, uh, but this uh, with her, she actually, he actually, like, weighed the body down, so it would take longer to find, which was obviously to confuse the authorities. You know, it's... Yeah. Yeah, and and also the the whole thing too of why, which to me this doesn't mean that they're in a relationship. Like I think that it's possible Frederica thought they were in a relationship, mm-hmm. and he just continued to play into that. I don't. I don't think he was capable of. I don't think he a was a relationship. Yeah. Um, because they also um, his treatment of her was different too. She he would they said they um would send notes to each other in the basement. He would send her notes mm. when she was um, in the in the well. When she was in the well, yeah. yeah, and and he was basically starving her. Oh, so awful. Yeah, so he ended up hanging her and then removed her skin. Yeah, this is what he would do. He would like, isn't it that Ugh. he would coax them up the stairs? He did this with a few of them. He would coax them up the stairs, the basement stairs, with the promise of food. And then when they got to the top, he would tie a noose around their neck and then he would push them down the stairs. Oh, God. Because obviously he's not going to damage the skin, you know, on the body or anything by doing anything like that. But yeah. yeah. So he he always targeted larger women and um, because he basically needed more skin for his suits. And and he was a pretty. We haven't even said that he was making a skin suit. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah. He would. Spoiler, uh, if you don't know this case, uh, <laughs> he would like ladies that had like no tattoos. He would like the skin to be kind of perfect, and that's what I think that was what drew him to to Frederica Bimmel in the first place. Was he was fascinated mm-hmm. by her skin, yep. which is maybe explains those photos. And um, yeah. yeah, and he needed the larger ladies, obviously, because he was a man, so he's a bit bigger. Yeah, and he he was he was like a taller guy, and yeah, you know, so needed as much skin as possible. And he would um, starve them so that way their skin would be nice and loose and have and to then make them would, uh, put lotion on the skin yep, yeah and he would so, also call them it he would very much dehumanize yeah. them and not see them as people mm-hmm. like you were saying tammy yeah he I, like it's also i feel like he's if the goal is to build a skin suit i feel like he's not using enough skin like it no. seems like he's each taking one. No, no. very small amounts from all these people yeah well he's primarily although we see it unfortunately you see some of it in the documentary but um he was primarily taking which i guess makes sense is like the the skin on their back because that's probably like the flattest part of your with the most landscape but there is a he has <laughs> taken a breast as well because we see yeah, a breast on yeah, the suit yeah i think he was just 
taking whichever part he found maybe the most attractive because there's one woman that he scalped and he obviously would have like really liked the hair you know so he picked for that you know yeah so maybe he was just like well this one i'm and also maybe he did attempts at first like after he killed frederica and it went wrong like his technique was wrong or something so there was like attempts that didn't go well so then he had to get more skin i don't know yeah and the the murders he actually hung um he hung two of them Mm. and then he um shot one with a colt python handgun Ooh. Yeah, so I don't think I I think it was kind of like any means necessary without messing up what he needed, what pieces mm. of the skin he yeah. needed. Um, yeah, and I, I, you know, I'm not necessarily seamstress, but I do so, and like, yeah, cutting the two diamond shapes out of the back of this, out of the back, it's like, why not just cut the entire back? Yeah. Mm. Um, because I'm like, unless you were like trying to sew those pieces together to make like, but but that would end up like poofing out i don't know i i couldn't figure yeah, it out I, yeah <laughs> i no. was trying to to think of it as fabric so i wouldn't be yeah. so grossed out and i was like i, I i'm not understanding um, a lot of questions that. about the patterning yeah thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you and I, I did text uh you guys at one point while watching it and i was like you know because i watch a lot of project runway and they have usually like once a season they do an unconventional materials challenge <laughs> yeah where they like make them make an outfit out of like fucking straw and stuff it's like really crazy stuff but i was like well this this is the ultimate unconventional material Mm -hmm. challenge i'm sure i mean also like do you just have to be constantly rebuilding your skin suit yeah you have to it because it's it decomposes yeah and And because if you turn it it's going to be super stiff you know what i mean it's yeah it's not going to be supple the period of time we're looking at i'm like i don't understand what he's doing to this suit like it should already be a rural real mess like i don't think Mm. i just don't feel like especially in the slow um pace that he's building this thing i just feel like it's not there's not going to be enough time it should already be done so yeah 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 he's keeping it in in a deep freeze when we're not seeing it or maybe yeah, because I'm I'm just like I don't. I, sorry, guys, I'm not a. I don't know the how leather is compared to the human skin, so I don't know like how he could treat it, treat the the skin to be more like a leather to be able to actually be usable. Yeah, but mm. then that that goes against his actual goal. Yeah, exactly. He wants it to look realistic. Yeah, yeah. And realistically, that skin is decomposing now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, it's, it's decomposing immediately. I mean, so, this whole br- place just has to down. smell like this whole house has to smell like a real dream. Just, Ugh. just one of the best. I mean, that's how. Like, I feel like as soon as you go in this house, you would be like, oh, you know, and you'd kind of realize. I mean, it must absolutely Let, start, because here's the thing: Clarice goes in, and I get it. Like everything is done like five levels deep in the basement, so maybe the the whole smell of it is not permeating up. Maybe, like, you might get a hint of something smelling gross, but you're not quite sure. And the place was a mess, so he could just be a hoarder situation, right? Mm -hmm. But to see a fucking moth like she did... 
Mm-hmm. Like the a composer that's not native. Yeah, the yeah. composer, she, the composure she kept. Yeah, <laughs> at oh, that yeah. moment, I would have fucking screamed. I would have been like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is that?" Yeah, I would have <laughs> ran out the house. Well, I think yeah. I, I think the first thing, like, because we see the scene earlier where they're mm-hmm. um, at the autopsy, and you know they put that the stuff under yeah. the smelling salts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the thing is she she never washed that off, so she just really <laughs> hasn't been smelling uh, the whole Probably. time. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so so back to some of these these murders yeah unfortunately we don't know the names of all of the the victims but um yeah i just uh, it's so sad like this his first victim because she Mm -hmm. thought she was in love with him and who knows what she was i wonder if it was like uh uh, what is it called where where you are you fall in love with your captor Stockholm Um, syndrome Stockholm syndrome yeah i wonder if it was kind of like that Mm -hmm. because the fact that he was sending her love letters and that kind of stuff like like that poor woman just went through so much before mm-hmm. she she died. Yeah, and, and then, her poor um, family as well. Yeah, because it looked yeah. like I mean I I couldn't tell I didn't find the information. Like, it looked they like kept it was her room the same. Yeah, since yeah. And sheet. I didn't see a mum in the photo. I don't know if yeah. you guys did. So I thought it was just her and her her dad. Like whether the mum had passed so away sad. or anything. I just was like, oh, that's awful. Yeah. So um, again, and to your point, Claire, he also dehumanized them by calling mm-hmm. them it and so mentally i think that that's are also a factor in the way uh frederica probably felt before she died yeah um so at God, the start so of this terrible. documentary he had there had been five women found that they had attributed to this buffalo bill killer mm-hmm. and this is why um clarice starling was brought in on this case by jack crawford because they wanted to um crack this case and that's why she was kind of tasked with seeing if there was any information that um she could get out of Hannibal Lecter because of his um history as a psychiatrist yeah uh um, you know like that's, which is, I, I think ahead. that's a, a a wild stretch to go on mm-hmm. like luck luckily really really worked out uh had personal interactions with the guy um yeah uh, but like I, I, that makes just makes me more suspicious of fucking FBI. Um, what's his name? Jack, uh, Jack Crawford. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, is oh he yeah, a he's super killer? sus. Is he a serial killer? That he's a, he's involved in this serial killer network where they all know each other. He also clearly wants a relationship with his student, which I was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not cool. Yeah, don't like which it. is not not cool. Which but, Hannibal um, picked up on right away. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, and um, so that's why she was brought into this case and actually while in the early stages of her working in this case there was another body found which was the sick which was the one that as um, brad mentioned she uh, attended the uh, uh, autopsy yeah in georgia i think it was wasn't it yeah i believe so um and then uh, while she was working on this case that's when gum had abducted senator ruth martin's daughter Catherine. Mm-hmm. uh and in that at that point, that's when he acted like he had a broken arm and he needed help moving a sofa and then had her get in his van. If I'm like, if I offered to help someone move their sofa or whatever, I'm not, ever, if they're injured ever. and then they're like, you get in the back first, I'd be like, no, <laughs> no, you get in the back first because then I can run away. Also, even if this is not a serial killer situation, what this is is a bed bug situation. <laughs> like, yeah. so, like, um, no thanks. No street treats. No thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I was like, this is why I don't help anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not trying to get murdered. I'm not trying to get put in a van. No, thank you. Nope. If you so have he a broken was... arm and you're trying to move furniture, I, you know what? Yeah. You got a, you got problems that I can't help you with. Yeah, phone I mean, a he's friend. a big guy. He could have probably picked up that sofa under one arm. Do you know what I mean? Which is what he was trying to do. Um, sofas are like... ridiculous to me. No one with <laughs> only one good arm would try to move a sofa. <laughs> Unless you're trying to kidnap someone. Exactly. And it's so, it's interesting because he, uh, he ends up, you know, taking the senator's daughter and abducting her completely and was going to kill her and all all the things, all the wonderful things that he does. Um, but he's so just not worried about being caught that I think like for most criminals, they might be concerned that they pick somebody to commit a crime against that was high profile. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't. He just didn't no. care. Well, I don't know um, if he knew who she was, did he? Well, I'm sure Catherine shared with him. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure oh, Catherine yeah. told him. Like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. that's probably thing, like the first thing she yeah, said. Yeah, the first thing yeah. a child of a senator says is, hey, I'm a child of a senator. Yeah. Um, exactly. You're not allowed to upset me. Yeah. But I think he would have just seen her, been like, oh, she looks like about a size 14. No, no, I, I'm sure that he didn't it. know that when he abducted her, but by the mm. time he abducted her and she came to, like, that's the first thing she would have said to him. So, so the fact that he just kept her there and was just going to go along with his plan and still kind of tortured her just mm-hmm. was very nonchalant about the whole thing. It's just like he just, uh, he really had no clue that he would ever be found. Yeah. yeah. Plus, if he knew who her mother was, he could find the mother and use her hair as a perfect lampshade because it's the exactly. perfect shape. <laughs> it really, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, needless to say, her abduction became national news, unlike these poor women who no, we don't even so know the cool. names Just of those her victims. Just because senator. Oh. Yeah. 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 We, don't, like, we don't know the names of the other victims apart from yeah. the first one, yeah. which is so sad. Um, so, uh, you know, and in her plea to to return her daughter, she just kept using um, Catherine's name in sentences. So, so to ensure that uh, he would see her not as a mere object, which which is what he did. Yeah, yeah which he did. Yeah, you know, and a lot of serial killers they they want to you know make a name for themselves or something. They really they want that attention. I'm just saying, if if there are any serial killers listening, I mean, if you want to make a name for yourself, uh, Joe Manchin's children. <laughs> <laughs> are uh, like they absolutely They're ripe for the picking ripe for the picking go get them <laughs> go get them one of them runs a runs a coal mine the other uh raises the prices of epi pens like go for it you can make a name yeah. for yourself you'd be infamous even <laughs> Or if you just want to, like, go for Joe Manchin. Listen, I'm not here to tell you how to do your job. Like, that's your thing, and you're great at it. I believe in you. <laughs> Are you a size 14? We know someone who would be looking for you. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, it, it's interesting that she tried to do that, but at the same time, like, I'm like, but how do they, why do they think he's even watching her? Or the news, or TV, or whatever. Well, this is a guy who skins people. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's got uh, better uh, things to do than watch the telly. Yeah, we're also talking about a senator who just assumes that yeah. everything revolves yeah. around True. you know them because that's what I, they are. Yep. I'm just saying, uh, serial killers are bad, but senators are worse. Correct. Probably kill more people. Definitely. No, kill definitely more kill more people. <laughs> that's not even a question. Yeah. Like even the most successful kill- serial killer is like got nothing on a fucking U.S. senator. Yeah. Um, so it's around, it's after Starling's first meeting with uh, Lecter, where he gives her some information. Um, a kind of like, it's a bit sort of hokey. He likes his, his kind of word puzzles. And she manages to work out from that an address in Baltimore, 
which is a yourself storage facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she goes in that storage, the creepiest of storage facilities. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't even open all the way. Owned by a man who's like a thousand, and she's like crawling under the thing, and I was like, if that falls, he's not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, no. Oh, it's huge, too. It's a gigantic storage. It's like yeah. a storage apartment. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Everything Ugh. in this documentary is just really big. Yeah. So uh, this was under the name Miss Moffat, um, which is the name that uh, Lecter gave her. And she goes inside and has a look around and finds like a hearse draped in an American flag, which I was like, mm-hmm. as you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it symbolizes the death of America to me. And um, and what does she find inside, Tammy? What little treat? Oh, a, l- a little head baby, <laughs> a little head, a little jar head. <laughs> yeah, a, a headless mannequin, and then a little a little jar with a head in it, wearing like makeup and fake eyelashes and stuff. Yeah, so, a fancy what everyone head, wants if you to will. find. <laughs> yeah, the fanciest of heads this is what everyone wants to find. So that was pretty grim. And they identify this head as Benjamin Raspail. Yeah. Poor Benjamin. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, even more interesting, they find that moth in, in his throat. Yeah, so they find the moth in the throat at the in the sixth victim's um in the sixth victim's uh, throat. Um and it's like the little cocoon that's like wedged right down, which I was like, Bleh! <laughs> and particularly when they're doing the autopsy and they pull with the little cocoon out of the body and as it is dislodged you hear the gas escaping from the body it's like ah. I was like oh that grossed me out um, yeah. but um, they also find it in Benjamin Raspell's head therefore linking the two so does this mean that like Hannibal Lecter was like oh okay I I, I he, he he already knows all about you know this killer he knows about Jamie um, like he figures out that he killed his boyfriend found the, found the, did he who put the head in the jar did Jamie put the head in the jar I or think did Jamie put, put the head in the jar and then Hannibal just went oh I'll just tuck that away oh, for a rainy day yoink <laughs> I think so. That's like, at least just like got a little, how many storage facilities of like, uh, of like murder trinkets does he have? So many. One in every state. I mean, is it just, are they all just like there as like bargaining chips? Like, hey, listen, um, I'll I'll cut you a deal. Uh, You do, you get me a a better facility, better room. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you where (laughs) this serial killer can be found. Probably. And I find it, the the wording too, he, uh, Lecter tells Starling that, you know, he didn't kill Raspel. He just tucked him away. Mm Just, uh, yeah, I think to your day. point, Brad, yeah, for, for a rainy day in case you needed to use them for something. I mean, yeah. a wild amount of planning. <laughs> He's always planning. We know that um, Lecter had a photographic memory from the drawings he was able to do. So I just feel like he was, you know, wildly intelligent and just always, always scheming. Ugh. I mean, Jane Gunn was pretty intelligent too, but nowhere near uh, Lecter. No, 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 no. No, I would. Uh, Jamie, I think he he had a focus, and it just wasn't people. It was mm-hmm. just the, their skin. <laughs> yeah. So while Catherine Martin is in, has been captured, and he's starving her for the skin. Um, we see him do a little a little preview of his. Not of yeah. his skin suit, just wearing a, a scalp. And what did you think about this scene, Tammy? What, his performance? Yeah. <laughs> Will you be dancing to Goodbye Horses for your next belly dance performance? I mean, I probably won't be, but um, it's hard to not think of this scene when that song, when I, when I hear that song. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I actually <laughs> like that of, song, not just yeah. in with this film. <laughs> so, yeah. even though the first time I saw uh, that song was in this documentary, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's sad. And, and actually, like, that whole scene, I think, like, I feel like as from a documentary documentarian standpoint they were trying to to show us that he wasn't he he almost saw himself as somebody else Mm -hmm. you know um and the fact that he was just making a skin suit to get there because he was already wearing like the the scalp head of somebody when he Mm -hmm. was doing that and um yeah it's just it's all very sad it's just all sad yeah i mean and again like at, at a certain point like clearly he can't be in society he's just not well enough to be in society but mm-hmm. so many times in his past where somebody could have stepped in and done something and nobody did anything mm-hmm. yeah because Lect- um, Lecter could have probably genuinely helped him if Lecter wasn't who he, who he was <laughs> um, yeah Lecter's you know, just probably tucking, could have actually helped him, him but... tucking him away tucking the information away yeah. along <laughs> with the evidence rainy day yeah like Lecter alone could have like shut this down yeah so even if it was just to put him away somewhere and say yeah. like he just isn't mentally well yeah. enough to be in society but but let's be clear like and I know we're not gonna be delving into Lecter uh, as much in this this ep- this episode of this podcast but um, he wasn't a good therapist. <laughs> like, he no. wasn't, he wasn't I, good at that either. So it's not like he could have helped Jamie. You I know, feel like he was more like to he was more like Brad yeah, said. He, yeah, but he's I, very. I also, yeah, I, I, I think like, it links in with what he says to Starling at the end of the documentary, which is the world is a more interesting place with like Jamie Gum in yeah. it, you know, just like with Starling. So he's just like, well, I'm not doing anything. I feel like yeah. the. I would like to see the numbers on Hannibal Lecter's patients. Like, how, <laughs> how many. Um, mysteriously disappeared. How yeah. many are serial killers uh, out on the hunt? How many are still alive? And how many are just like normal people that thought they were just going to a therapist that somehow, <laughs> like through all odds, and like, then just made and then it. probably like sat in the session and went like, I think my therapist might be a narcissist. <laughs> I need to go find a new therapist. <laughs> yeah, we keep talking about him, and then every once in a while he'll ask me a question about myself, but then somehow we get back to him. And where's that one interview where it's like, oh yeah, I saw him for three years. He really helped me with my problems. (laughs) I I never would have thought it. He did keep like staring at me and licking his lips. I thought that was a bit weird. Oh. Yeah. So I I just so I don't I don't actually think he could have helped Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, but he could have stopped him. He definitely could have stopped him. But there's so I mean he could have been stopped early on before he killed the bag lady. I mean, it could have stopped yeah. at his grandparents being murdered yeah and Mm -hmm. and been done from there i mean if it hadn't even been stopped before that there's just so many times in his life that it could have been stopped and it wasn't so so that like performance that the they documented like it just was sad it was just sad because Mm -hmm. you could tell like he wasn't well Mm -hmm. like you know it wasn't a a, it's (laughs) it wasn't someone just having a good time (laughs) and dressing up like it just (laughs) that's not what it was it was uh it was someone who is unwell Mm-hmm. And you could see it, you know, maybe having a psychotic episode. Like, it's not, it wasn't good. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the other uh, the other thing we should talk about is his little doggy. Well, Precious. yeah, I was going to mention also Precious. about Catherine's escape attempt, which links in with the mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. Because Catherine Martin was 
obviously being held in the in the well, being starved, and figured out that the only thing, like we said, that he the only thing he seemed to care about was animals, and he had this this horrific little dog, Precious, which uh, adorable. I don't know okay, if it's a, you, I don't know if it's a Bichon Frise or a that poodle, dogs, but it's well, not. It's a poodle. <laughs> yeah, but poodles <laughs> are equally a as poodle. bad. <laughs> I put them in the same Mountains. group. I just don't like, and I think I think my kind of like dislike of little white dogs that look like this is probably from watching this documentary so early because I just don't like these little white dogs whether it's a poodle or a Bichon Frise Frise or whatever they're called so I did not like this dog I was like Ugh. I didn't want anything bad to happen to it but I was not like oh this is a cute dog I was like Ugh. it's an adorable oh. little dog no. cute little, yeah. little, little paws yeah it's no. super cute I also think it's super cute um, and that dog did nothing wrong <laughs> that poor little dog <laughs> dog is a champion in a hero. I'm sure that little dog is eating scraps from, you know, the skin and stuff. Well, that's what, I mean, I don't think the dog has a choice considering it's a dog and probably doesn't cook its own meals. <laughs> <laughs> what if it did? <laughs> oh my god, what if it did? Oh. Or a little apron, the apron made oh. of Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> Had a little Klaus apron. Oh. <laughs> so Catherine obviously worked out this is the only thing that, that Jamie cared about and yep. made a, I mean, quite clever for her to do this you've seen that people have yeah. obviously tried to escape before just by clawing their way up the wall um <laughs> this is so crazy it's really oh the only, i mean it's not really even an escape plan it's more like threatening him to give her a phone so she can call someone um but she manages to tempt precious down with a with a bone into the well um and basically says that if he doesn't get her a phone then she will hurt the dog which she wouldn't have hurt the dog no, no. Because we see her. Really we seem to care about the dog at the end. Yeah, yeah. We saw her carry that dog out. And hopefully, right? Precious has a good home. Yeah, I feel like Catherine took that that dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's Catherine's uh, dog. I now. saw somewhere <laughs> that um that she gave the dog to a fireman who was supposed to take it to his shelter, but just decided to oh. snatch it instead. Oh, so oh. I support that fireman. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I'm glad it has a good home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I thought that that was a, a good call on her part too. Is like not an escape plan, but a plan to get the phone to call somebody because i mean that wouldn't have ended well if she just got out of the well like no, was she, she was so do? weak yeah. yeah yeah like there's a, you know he obviously uh took her out at one point in time to get her down to the well so like mm-hmm. i'm sure that's not something and she, she could also see with. how many that multiple people had tried oh. to do it and god but we know oh, particularly like the in nail, regards to the sixth nail. victim yeah we saw the sixth victim's nail because we know it was mm-hmm. her because she wore nail polish which is how Clarice worked out that she wasn't local yeah uh, town yeah. yeah townies don't wear so- nail polish um so i mean this this kind of escape plan happens to sort of take place right before kind of the showdown the end of this uh documentary so we don't really know what would have happened if this had happened earlier you know like i I doubt very much that she would have hurt the dog yeah and i don't i I wonder how he would have reacted well i don't think i think what was gonna happen because he was going for his gun and i think he was going to try and shoot her shoot her yeah yeah without hitting precious yeah without hitting precious i think that that was his Mm. his game um and and it was a tiny dog there wasn't much to hide behind if (laughs) if he came with the gun (laughs) so i mean um, the best plan available surely but yeah uh, of course of course yeah. yeah not not still not a high probability of success 
Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like you either try something or you try nothing, but you're going to die either way. So I guess you might as well try something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at also, the, if well, you're stuck down in the well, you have a, a little dog to puddle. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, okay. Um, so while this is all happening, Jack Crawford, uh, he was, he thought they had found, uh, Buffalo Bill based on some information that Hannibal Lecter, uh, told them. And so he wanted, uh, you know, Clarice was going to go join them, but he said, no, 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 just, you know, stay where you're at we'll see, because we're going to need, yeah. what happened? And he said, follow up your leads. Cause by this yeah, point, yeah, Clarice because- had also deduced, um, his, Motiv- motivation which was to create a, uh, out, a suit out of women yeah yeah and and then this way she could also gather additional evidence so if, you know when this goes to trial they would have all of this additional evidence so mm-hmm. um, she was to stay there and so while she was digging up information like the information about Frederica and um, finding out about Mrs. Littman that's how she ended up at Mrs. Littman's house and in front of Buffalo Bill himself yeah. Um, which she, of course, did not realize right away. But when he brought her into the house to uh, give her a card of, I believe, Mrs. Lippman's son, Mrs. maybe. Mrs. Con- son, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to contact him. Um, that is when she saw the moth and realized, oh, shit, I'm in the house of Buffalo Bill. Yeah, and he matched the <laughs> physical description as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And he, yeah. And he was just a creepy dude. Yeah, yeah. He was just a creep. Like, yeah, he was yeah. just a creep. Like, but watching the documentary, <laughs> Clarice only came up against creeps. So, like, yeah. just yeah, like at she every turn, shot every time she saw a person. Yeah. Uh, what about Bugman that wanted to uh, invite her over uh, out for a day? He's. Uh, I Especially. think you just said it, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Bugman. <laughs> I mean, we see him at her graduation ceremony. So I think they uh, fell in love. I don't think no. so. Definitely I don't not. Think that's how it works. Hopefully, she um, didn't end up with Crawford because mm, no, 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 I hope not. He's part of the serial um, killer club. Yeah. Well, particularly, I feel like Clarice has daddy issues, and it would just be like falling for your much yeah. older male mentor. I feel like would not be healthy. No, no, no. Um, no, we're falling for a bugman because he's <laughs> yeah, a bugman. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, okay so yeah so she realizes that that's um hannibal she tries to buffalo uh, bill. Uh, sorry yes buffalo bill sorry um and she she attempts to basically arrest him semi <laughs> on her own and she's so tiny and he's so tall um and he goes running yeah and uh and he grabs his gun and everything and i do like that she as she starts to follow him she takes off her coat because it's a big coat mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's got to be restrictive in movement. yeah yeah <laughs> so good for her for for doing that. i can think of other fbi agents that should have done that at certain <laughs> points we've seen yeah. in documentaries yeah I, I don't remember those documentaries i've watched them from my my memory <laughs> um so she follows him and pursues him down to the basement, and that's where the she... The never-ending basement. The yeah. never-ending basement, where we've already talked about the massive basement that this is, but that's also where she hears Catherine screaming, and she finds Catherine and, and Precious. And finds um, Mrs. Lippman, who we have not discussed her uh, final fate. We've I'm said not, we don't I know how she died. go ahead. Um, there's basically... 
a bathtub of Mrs. Lippman's soup. Yeah, she's super fine. <laughs> yeah, she's been turned into soup. It's oh. like through through natural processes. He's not put her in a blender or anything, you know. No. But yeah, it's very gross. Yeah. You just, oh, just, just leave her in the bathtub, put some water in, and just... Uh... Yeah, because that must really smell, because it's not like, like she's desiccated or anything, you know, like mummified. Yeah. Where there might not be as much smell. This is like throwing her in a swamp. Yeah. It's like, oh, it must absolutely reek. Yeah. It's very, very not good. Yeah. Like, that was they're when, just going uh, to was like... shown, I took a mouthful of sweet potato <laughs> at that exact nice point. Nice and was bushy like, in oh. your mouth. Oh, yeah. Mm. I was like, oh, oh, oh. no. <laughs> I, you've seen this movie before. This is not a sweet potato eating movie. <laughs> I the rest of it is. I just forgot about that one moment. I was is like, oh, is yeah. the rest of it? Is the yeah. rest of it skin suit movie? Yeah. <laughs> I'd sit and eat sweet potato watching many films and things. Takes a lot to gross me out, but that that the the, the Mrs. Lipman soup does gross me out. Yeah. It's just so mushy and because she's she would have had to be there for years, just mm-hmm. superfying. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like they're gonna have to just tear down. Like they had to just tear down that whole oh, house, so, right? Yeah, and like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's no way you can ever get the smell of. No, that's all. Death it's all biohazard to hell. Like, mm-hmm. so crazy. Um, I've seen episodes of Hoarders that that weren't this bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that they had to demolish it. So yeah, 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 yeah. This house is coming down. Oh God, I can't. I cannot. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so at one point, like, so she's, she's going through and she, poor Clarice is probably even like, how the fuck big is this base (laughs) going through every room? And because she's so small, it probably seems even bigger than it is. True. True. Um, and so she, uh, ends up like, as she's going through, uh, Jamie turns the lights off. Yeah, because he's got his night vision goggles, which is terrifying. Yeah, which like, I almost just passed out watching it i was like i'm dead now this is <laughs> yeah i'd forgotten, over. About, I'd forgotten when, about the whole night vision goggle thing yeah. and i was like oh this reminds this seems like something that highlander ripped off <laughs> forgot about so that so when i was when i was a kid um i was probably well i was about 11 i had already seen by this point the previous documentary we covered which was stephen king's it and was very scared of like parts of it and i was on holiday in an apartment on like the i think we were on like maybe the 10th floor um just in this apartment and my family were all down um by the bar which was outside and i was up in the apartment and the whole lights in the the whole building went out and i was so scared because i was in a strange place i didn't know my way around the apartment i couldn't find anything i'd left the front door open because obviously i was just popping in and out so i was like oh like anyone could come in i was so scared so i'm not i'm not really freaked out by the dark now but this would be horrific yeah you might trip and fall into mrs Lippman's suit oh god no oh god no like just kill me yeah yeah i would rather die i would i would rather like just just the idea of someone watching you you can't see is so scary oh he gets so close to her yeah he purposely like just like almost traces the outline of her face like like, like, almost touching her hair i think if if she like had not managed to to kill him first i think he he would have scalped her because yeah. he seemed to be fixated on her hair you know Ugh. i think she would have been yeah. the, new, the new hair for the suit Ugh. i cannot it's no good it's no good it's no good <laughs> um but yeah he makes the mistake of cocking his gun she hears it 
and then just shoots. <laughs> and manages to shoot um, the window, am... so light comes on as well. Yeah. Because can you yeah. imagine if and there was I... no light? He's dead. You're down yeah. there. You don't know the way around. You then yeah, got to find clear, your way out of there. I, I am not. I am not pro uh, FBI or police shooting people. However. <laughs> I was so creeped out that I'm like, oh my god, please shoot him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he looks very bug-like when he's lying there in the documentary, like dead. He's got yeah. these goggles on and he looks like a, a mothman. Ugh. So, um, yeah, so Clarice shoots and, and kills uh, Buffalo Bill. So that is the ending to Jamie Gunn. Mm-hmm. Gum, uh, it's just very... I mean, what a, a sad, disturbing life that not only he led, but led to so many other people's uh, tragic endings. I believe as well, you know? after the events of this documentary, although they don't mention in it, his um, kind of serial killer name was sort of changed. So people still refer to him as Buffalo Bill, but he was also known as Mr. Hyde, but it was like H-I-D-E because he worked well, he, at a place called yeah. Mr. Hyde before and also obviously he was using women's hides. Yeah. I don't like my skin to be called a hide, but sure. No. Mm. <laughs> no. No. Um, oh, God. Uh, any... Oh, this case. Anything <laughs> else you guys want to talk about on this this particular case before going on? Uh, I the, don't think so. To the most important part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think that covers it. Yeah. It just... It's, it's, it's a very sad story that just gets more and more disturbing the more you talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, and there's not really much to to say. Where are they now? I mean, uh, Jamie Gum is has passed. So he well, has, we did he's also done. we didn't mention that um, during the events of this, with um, Hannibal Lecter aiding the um, FBI with like finding Gum, that he actually escaped. Yeah. So yeah. he's out there. Oh no, no cannibals, please. Oh. <laughs> Por favor. Well, oh. I don't know about <laughs> any. I know. I know. Clarice Starling went on to have like a illustrious career. But I don't really know any specifics off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, she was she was cracking murder cases when she was in training. So yeah, <laughs> that, that's not shocking to me. And she had to put up with all the other gross dudes. In the FBI. Oh, so many gross dudes in this documentary. Yeah. All right. Well, like, then. like when they sent her out of the autopsy, it's like, hey, little lady. Oh God, yeah, they're just terrible. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. Uh, Brad, what else we got going on in this podcast, friends? It's time for judge, jury, and executioner. Well, that makes perfect sense. Of course. We do it every every month, Claire. Why would it Mm -hmm. make sense? I don't feel like I need any explanation at all. Hang on a sec. Hmm? Why is it judge, jury, and executioner when we don't have an executioner? Can I be the executioner? Claire! What? Claire! I, inappropriate, wildly inappropriate. I, we were just talking about how serial killers are not good. Um, <laughs> and yet, here you are trying to be one. Yeah. It's not the correct response. Okay, um, all right, I'll amend, I, I redact my statement. Okay, thank you. Please tell me why it's inappropriate, Brad. Because uh, the death penalty is morally wrong. Uh, we're not going to be killing people on a podcast, but it's it's a much better name than Judge Prosecution Defense. That's a terrible name for a segment of a podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounds like Miss Lipman soup garbage. <laughs> terrible. Feels terrible. Judge Judge Prosecution Defense. Defense Prosecution Judge. 
judge. I like it's it's bad. It's bad. All right, deal mm-hmm. with it. Uh, judge, judge, jury, jury and, executioner. and executioner is a great name. Sounds wonderful. There's a cool echo. Um, so we will have a judge. We will have a prosecution. We will have a defense. We will not have a we will not have an executioner, obviously, and we will not have a jury because we don't want riffraff on our podcast. Can't have it. Mm. Yep, none. No. And Claire, you're about to be riffraff. You keep not understanding what this segment oh, is. I'm just saying. Riffraff? Damn. I, listen, I think Claire's got it now. I don't think we're ever uh, going to have to review this again. No, I have got it. I've actually written notes as well. Yeah. So okay. All right. Well, well, that right. makes me feel better. I'm, I'm going to look better. at these notes next, next episode. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've got we got month, this so going forward. Good. We're never going to have to explain this ever again. Mm-hmm. All right. If you say so. I'm sure of it. Uh, so this month, uh, Tammy, you will be judged. Yeah. Do you have your gavel ready, Tammy? I do have my gavel ready. There you go. Ah, right. Very good. All right. And uh, Brad, your defense, mm-hmm. you're, you're defending Buffalo Bill. Yeah, of course. Jamie Gum. Mm-hmm. And Claire, you are prosecuting Jamie Gum in the case of the podcast versus Buffalo Bill slash Jamie Gum. Good luck, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna need it. Claire, go oh, ahead. Okay. Let us know. What are, you, what are you, what are the charges today? What are the charges okay. today? Oh, so many charges. Um, oh, okay. Oh, so many. I've got to get a pen so I can number them. So, um, I am not going to include charges that happened before the documentary. Okay. I would like to say. I'm not going to include those, which is, includes the murder of his grandparents, the murder of the bag lady, and the murder of Klaus. Um, particularly as the murder of the bag lady and the murder of Klaus, there was no, um, hard evidence with it. However, the first charge I'm going to do is the murder of Benjamin Raspell, uh, which we know was Buffalo Bill because there was the cocoon found in the, uh, the throat. Um, secondly is going to be the murder and skinning, so the desecration of the corpse of six women, including Frederica Bimmel. Uh, so that's murder, desecration of corpse, and also kidnap for those six women. Um, then we have the murder of Mrs. Lipman, then, and turning her into soup, which is not cool. Then we have the attempted murder of Catherine Martin and Clarice Starling. And then we have the introduction of a foreign species into the US with the introduction and smuggling in of the death's head hawk moth, which is not a native species. Sorry, I've got one, one more. I've got the uh, attempted murder of Clarice. Attempted murder right. of Clarice and And I just want to clarify, Claire. <laughs> yeah, clarify. The, mm-hmm. For the six women, it is one count altogether of murder, desecration, and kidnapping. It's oh, all sorry, one thing. it's three counts, three counts. So murder okay, is one so, count, so desecration, and kidnapping. And kidnapping, yeah. Okay. So I think it's eight, eight charges. Three. I only have seven, also, so I'm actually, missing something else. Also, actually, an additional charge, having a gross dog. <gasps> oh, outlandish. Okay, I only now I only have eight, so let me make sure I have all of them. Okay, I've got the murder of Benjamin Raspell, mm-hmm. murder of six women, desecration mm-hmm. of six women, kidnapping mm-hmm. of six women. So now mm-hmm. that's four. The murder of Mrs. Lipman and turning her into soup is. Are you counting that as two separate things or one? No, thing? that's one. Yeah. Okay, that's five. Introduction of non-native species six. Mm-hmm. Uh, the attempted murder of Clarice Starling. That's seven. Mm-hmm. And having a gross dog. That's eight. Oh, and Catherine the attempted Martin. murder of Catherine Martin, which is eight. Oh. 
And oh, maybe having... that's what I. That's maybe that's what I meant. Not Clarice, uh, but Catherine. Yeah, but he also or... did attempt to murder Clarice Starling as well. Okay, I was, <laughs> and except I typed out. I typed her out as Catherine murder. <laughs> Catherine oh. murder. <laughs> I think, right. the, and I think the documentary speaks for itself. The evidence is there. Jamie Gum did have a very tragic upbringing, and things could have been done to help him. However, that does not, in itself, excuse becoming a serial killer and a serial kidnapper of women, and uh, introducing foreign species into into the U.S. and having a gross dog. Oh my gosh! So is that all? That's also your opening statements on these. I'm gonna yes, assume yes. because yeah, you you went ahead. And, um. Brad, 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 how are you going to defend all eight charges? Oh, I mean, I, I'm not even worried about this. I think this is pretty open and shut. I, first of all, I move that we just dismiss this whole trial out of hand. Like, oh. this is wild and outrageous. Um, I am wild and outrageous. Whoa. Um, excuse me, Claire. We need to let Brad speak. It is his turn. Sorry, but I, I am wild not... and outrageous. That's what wild and outrageous uh, uh, people do. I understand thank, thank that you, you are wild outrageous, but uh, not in my courtroom. Okay. Brad, go ahead. Noted. Uh, yes. All right. We'll we'll go through these. Uh, first of all, uh, these six women. I I like. I only heard one name. So if we don't even know who these women are, I don't know how I am supposed to. I don't know how I can possibly mount a defense when you can't even tell me who these women are. Uh, so I say we we immediately just get those get those charges out. Those should be thrown out immediately. Who who are these women? I don't even know that there's a crime. You can't even tell me who they are. No one can. So clearly, no crime committed there. Um. On to um um the former boyfriend Benjamin uh, what's his last name Respell Respell uh yes uh his decapitated head was found in Hannibal Lecter's storage unit I like Hannibal Lecter noted serial killer I. Listen, okay, he had a moth in his mouth. Listen, anybody can put a moth in a mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old moth mouth. Nobody, nobody should though. Nobody no. should. <laughs> but, but, like, but the, I just don't see like how how are we connecting this? We're taking the word of Hannibal Lecter. Like, I listen. My client is not known for putting heads in jars. No one's accused him of putting heads in jars. He's not the head jar murderer. Hannibal Lecter does all kinds of weird shit. He also has a storage unit with a dead body in it. Uh, so there's no way that Not you can just a head. Oh, sorry, just a head. Yeah. I, I haven't looked at all Hannibal Lecter's storage units, so I don't know what else kind of macabre uh, victims are in there. So What if he had a live butterfly pinned down somewhere? Yeah, <laughs> very possible. So I, I think we cannot, we cannot comfortably say that my client is responsible for this. That's outrageous. I, there's far more evidence that Hannibal Lecter was involved in this killing. So I also ask that that be thrown out immediately. Absolute nonsense. Um, now, uh, the attempted murder of Catherine Martin. First of all, senators... is Are crimes against senators' daughters really crimes? Yes. But are they? <laughs> yes. I mean, I, think of any U.S. senator. Think of a crime happening to their child. Is it a crime? Yes. Well, I can only think of mansions because we talked about his, so huh. that would not be a crime. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know about anyone else. I mean, like, oh, oh, for once in your privileged life, you had to spend a couple of days in in a in a in a basement hole. Okay. I mean, I think that builds and, character. And be, uh, you know, <laughs> with the knowledge you're going to be killed. I mean, I, it's. I think it's. I think it's healthy that a senator's child, for once in their life, should have to face 
the specter of death for once in their privileged fucking life. I mean, also, can I point out, Senator from Tennessee, uh, I will tell you, Senators from Tennessee, notably historically trash. All the way back to the founding of this country. We have a rich history of senators from Tennessee being trash. What are uh, the, some of the bad things that she's done, that Senator Brad? Uh, a, a senator a senator in the early 90s from Tennessee. What have they done? Um, no, certainly, I'm saying about her in particular, this senator. Uh, certainly was not in favor of Martin Luther King Jr. being a holiday. I can promise yeah. you that. For sure. Uh, yeah. That's true. Definitely not. Uh, uh, probably uh, probably has a lot of, 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 of uh, questionable racial policy views. So, uh, yeah. No, trash. And uh, not even a crime. So, don't even care. Uh, can't. That's not, no, not a thing. Um, as to this, um, charge of, uh, um, attempted murder of, of Clarice, um, she, I, she came into his home. Like, came into, when a person comes into your home with a gun, I, listen, I, Castle Doctrine, like, that's- I um, he invited her into her, his home. Yeah. He didn't invite her to try to, to murder him, though. And I think, like, that's just self-defense. Like, yeah, he tried to kill her because she pulled a gun on him. When you, somebody pulls a gun on you, you get to try to kill them. Like, oh, are the FBI special and you, you, they get to kill you in your home? I don't think so. We should stop letting the FBI believe they can just kill people in their own homes. I don't approve of it. I understand that Claire thinks the FBI should be able to waltz into your home and murder you. But personally, I think you have a right to self-defense. I think that's what it's all about. And I think it's outrageous that, that he would say that he attempted to murder her. He attempted to protect himself in his own home. Do we know what state, sorry, do we know what state that this is, that he lived in? I believe it's, oh, was it Belvedere, Ohio, I think? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, it might have been in Ohio. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Please, please continue. Yeah. Ohio, in Ohio, I mean, you definitely should. I was gonna say, you, you know Ohio? <laughs> you, oh, trust, 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 trust. In Ohio, yeah, you can definitely defend yourself in your home in Ohio. Like, people love defending themselves in their home in Ohio. It's what they do. Um, now, as for the most severe charge, um, the charge against this sweet, precious little dog, I am outraged. <laughs> I am. This is morally repugnant. And honestly, I I would ask that maybe we have to start looking at Claire's credentials uh, to even bring trial to court. I'm when a you're cat make- guy. I'm sorry, what? I'm a cat guy. Oh, Claire, you're not helping your case. <laughs> You've seen the movie Cats. It was delightful, Judge. I mean, was I... it delightful or was it fun? <laughs> like, it, was a... <laughs> it was a delightful tale. Listen, I move that we strike all of these charges. I'm not going to move that we disbar Claire, but... I could see it happening down the line. This kind of nonsense keeps up. A charge against this adorable, sweet little dog. Giving comfort to any and all. I, uh, the dog is a hero. The dog is a champion. It has cute little paws. And I love no. it. Ugh. Well, I think we, um, what I, about the other charges? What about, sorry, I went through all the charges. What are the charges? Uh, you've got murder of Mrs. Lippman turning her oh, yes. Murder of Mrs. Lippman, introduction of foreign species. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, and if we're, sorry. if we're throwing out these six women, you said because they don't have names, but one of mm-hmm. them did have a name, Frederica Bimmel. So what about the murder, kidnap, and desecration of Frederica Bimmel's corpse? Okay, uh, Claire, 
I love you. I have uh, a lot of respect that you went to law school, but this is why I clarified mm-hmm. at the beginning that it was all six women together. No, no, since- we can, we can uh, go changing it. Let's let's just see how all of it plays out. Okay. So I, I it, do understand what the defense said that they didn't have names, but one of them uh, did have a name. And you will, and you will definitely be able to uh, okay. state your case in a moment. But wink. Yeah, yeah. Brad yeah. left off two Sorry. charges. One Sorry, being it's a very Mrs. Long Littman list. and uh, I was, yeah, I was very upset about the dog. I had know. to get there. Um, yeah, on on the subject of Miss Littman, uh, like we don't we don't know what happened with Miss Littman. How could we know? She turned to soup, and the only person <laughs> that could know has passed away. I, clearly, my client, I, like there are some mental issues there. My client's been through a lot. He went on vacation with this woman. He clearly cared about this woman. They were dear friends. She left everything to him. Clearly, not to her son. Who wears the sun? Huh? Huh? This this poor Miss Littman. I no. I clearly uh my client was dear friends with her. He she passed away in her bathtub after going on a lovely vacation to Florida. And I he he was too heartbroken to move her. So we left her there because he's he's a hoarder and he has some mental issues. I agree to that. Listen, there weren't charges made about biohazards or hoarding. <laughs> uh if there were, I would agree to those, but I'm sorry, it's too late to make those charges. Uh so you know, I I feel bad for him, but it's not a murder. You can't prove it's a murder. What's the evidence? She turned to soup? That's what happens. God, that's so gross. Please say it. stop saying it. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's terrible. I'm, I'm um, to, um, as for um, introducing the moth species, when my client first found out uh, his love for moths and butterflies, he just found a random suitcase. People are importing these things. No, it shouldn't be done. It's an invasive species. I agree. But I, where's to say that he's directly importing them? He Maybe didn't find a random suitcase. If you, if you find a random suitcase... He didn't, uh, though. What do you mean he didn't? That was when he had his epiphany yeah. and became interested, and that's not when he, uh-huh. he brought some yeah, to the US. Yeah, that's not when he brought them in. <laughs> but, you, but when did he, is my question. You don't know. Maybe the one surviving was he's he nursed it and raised it and bred moths. That was a butterfly, not a moth, that was this, survived. First of all, this documentary is using the word moth and butterfly interchangeably quite a lot, which I found very weird. <laughs> um, so I this, this documentary seems to believe those are the same thing. So I'm unsure of, of the scenario. I have seen no evidence that did directly import them. Maybe he just raised them and bred them. Now, if you want to talk about breeding an invasive species, okay, maybe, sure. But like, big picture, who cares? Come on. <laughs> the, the other moths that will, uh, and the species that will be affected and die because of the introduction of that species care. Don't well, you care, Brad? Oh, poor little I'm moths. sorry, other, other moths? We're worried about other moths? Yeah, poor little guys. I mean, I say moths can fuck right off. Like, Whoa. I don't care about any of the species. <laughs> like, listen, if there's a moth genocide, I'm not going to be crying. Moths are cute. Okay, well, uh, I can't have that in my court either. <laughs> Your Honor. Uh, They're cuter than that dog. Clearly the prosecution <gasps> Okay, is, that's... Uh, the prosecution <laughs> is bonkers. I'm sorry, I have to say it. Uh, this is... This is getting out of hand. I cannot have you. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm right. I'm. This is 
unheard of. I've not done this before, but I'm already going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> give my verdict on the wow. having a gross dog. Um, I don't need to go back. I don't need to hear anything more about this part of the case. Um, you know, we'll listen to the other seven charges and we'll keep going on those. But this having a gross dog, I am throwing that the fuck out. And Claire, you you need to watch yourself. You need to watch yourself. You know, <laughs> It could have been um, like a cute little like, like Malamute or something. You think moths are cute, (laughs) yeah? But this is a gross dog. I am very concerned. Um, I think after the case, after this trial is over, you may need to talk to our mental health care professional that the the court will supply you with. Because I am, I'm very concerned about your state of mind right now. Moths wave at you with their little antenna. Whoa, whoa, Claire, Claire. Just take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. You're here. You're in a safe space. But but no, they're they're not waving to you with their little antennas. Oh, they're, no, I they're, they're uh... waving at you. Oh no no no! I don't want them waving at me either. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, let's let's go back uh, through some of this then, shall we? Because I think we've gotten. I th- I think Brad, you you finished up because that that moth one was the last one you had. Um, and like I said, I'm throwing this dog situation out i can't even believe that was i even let it go this far in my courtroom (laughs) but here we are i can't wait to see what else you throw out uh (laughs) all right so so far just claire before you get started um i'm looking through these charges the murder of benjamin raspel uh you say uh Claire, that there was the cocoon in the throat. Brad, Mm -hmm. you're saying that it was found in Hannibal Lecter's storage unit and that anyone can put a moth in in his mouth. And also we are not aware of um, Buffalo Bill ever having uh, had heads in jars as part of his MO before. Claire, what do you say to that? Um, Well, Hannibal Lecter also doesn't have heads in jars as his MO. And if Hannibal Lecter put this moth cocoon in... um, in the throat of Benjamin Raspel's head. Where did he get that moth cocoon from? It's much more likely it came from Buffalo Bill, seeing as he bred these moths. Also, if he put that in the throat, how would he know that that is going to be a later um, MO of Buffalo Bill's killing, seeing as this was the first the first death? Uh, how would he know I, that that is later going to be his MO? Uh, why would he keep the jarhead? Uh, why would so he he's keep got the it tucked away for a rainy day, Brad. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I do question Hannibal Lecter, like, just having long cons everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Also, but Hannibal Lecter's not on trial. Here. Can I point out? Um, what do you often keep in jars? Foodstuffs. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hannibal stop. Lecter, Hannibal the Cannibal, head in a jar. Oh, Makes God, more sense. Why, Brad? I'm about to throw you out for even bringing that up. I'm oh, sorry. God, I didn't want why? to. I didn't want to. I thought the charge oh. should have been thrown out immediately. Oh my God! Why? Isn't it much more likely that Buffalo Bill killed him, seeing as Buffalo Bill had a way more um. Uh, personal relationship with him and was, was hurt by him. Client. And was hurt, yeah, but it was his boyfriend and was hurt by him because Benjamin Raspel left him for Klaus the the Norwegian. <laughs> so wouldn't he want to get his revenge? He got his revenge on Klaus. Um, I know he's not. Um, on trial. I'm sorry that 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 we I need that stricken from the record. Uh, we prosecution isn't even interested in the murder of Klaus. Uh, didn't even want to bring charges against that. So I don't know why we're bringing that up right now. Uh, clearly, Hannibal Lecter has certainly plenty of reason and lots of evidence against him for this murder. Where and did he get the moth from? It's a moth. Like you can, like it's a non-native moth that it is an offense to bring into the U.S. Where did he get it from? Like, 
Isn't it more likely that it came from Buffalo Bill who bred these moths? Oh. Like you could, like you could get them. Like, I, how did Buffalo <laughs> Bill get them? Like, yeah, it may not be in, it may not be a natural, you know, species to the U.S. But like, because he bred Hannibal them. Lecter, Hannibal Lecter knows like all about this like moth shit and how he's like all up into moths. Um, couldn't he just be <laughs> making fake evidence as he does? So why just then after weird... this, where Buffalo Bill wouldn't have known about the the moth cocoon being in Benjamin Raspell's throat? Would he then start putting them in his victim's throats? Is it just like a coincidence? Because uh, like Hannibal Lecter knows all about him but down that, to his shoe size. Um, he knows that he's that all specific up into weird moth moths. in the throat is very. It's a, a huge coincidence. It's a jar in the head. Where else are you going to put it? In the ear? In the nose? Yeah. Where are you going to put it? Moth? You could put it in the ear or in the nose. Listen, no, you where put it in the, the human stump. body, please. <laughs> Just putting moths in places. There are uh, buckets of reasonable doubt here. Um, and like You would overflow. say jarfuls of reasonable doubt. Soup bowls full of reasonable doubt. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have to just clear this cord out so I can get sick for a minute and then bring you guys back in. I would also say about the um, the other charges in regards to the mm-hmm. women, if yeah. the defence is throwing them out because the women didn't have names, I do think that the defence needs to address the fact that one of the victims does have a name. So you can't just say, they don't count, they don't have name. Where Frederica Bimmel did have a name. So, uh, so, so- And he kidnapped her, desecrated her corpse and uh and murdered her you, so you found you found put one name on this list of six people um i, I don't I have just, access I just, to the fbi files they're sneaky listen i mm. oh, they are sneaky they are sneaky. good yeah. point claire yeah they come FBI. to people's houses and try yes. to murder them uh, <laughs> it's a regular occurrence um uh, so like i don't know like i don't know when you got one out of six i don't think those are great odds i think we need are to you just... saying that frederica bill's life did not matter brad i'm saying what about the other five why like this seems very suspicious <laughs> And honestly, with everything else that's gone on, with with this dog situation, with this murder that what? Hannibal Lecter did, I, what's going on with these these five people that are in the ether? I think they're in the ether because <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Did creepy hollow something. Okay. All right, let's let's go ahead because I, I I think we're not going to get much further mm-hmm. uh, information on this the murder and desecration and kidnapping. Uh, that's not saying which way I'm going. By the way, I'm just saying. Let's move on because we've got like 50 other charges. Okay, uh, let's move on to the murder of Miss Lippman and turning her into soup. Brad says that... Um, <laughs> soup happens. Okay. He kind of cared yeah. about Mrs. Lippman that much. Okay, Brad, he... Brad said... Let, yeah. Let's hold on. Let me recap real quick. Okay. Uh, Brad says that um, how do we know what even happened to Miss Lippman uh, before she, before we know that she turned into soup. We all know this, but before <laughs> that... Um, do you think he was chunky that, soup? Uh, and then Brad says that his client has gone through a lot and so you know they were dear friends and where was her son and a lot of whataboutism so Claire go ahead with us. so we don't know what the situation is with her son maybe she drove the son away maybe the son you know maybe she was horrible to the son maybe the son was horrible to her who knows maybe she then saw Jamie as a surrogate son and she was trying to fill that because there was regret on her part because the relationship with her son fell apart we don't know but if he cared so much about her, Jamie Gum, then I do not believe that he would just, he's inherited all her money, he then just left her corpse in a bathtub to turn into soup, which is one of the, is so disrespectful 
trouble. He didn't even do a burial. He could have just buried her on the property that she obviously loved, but he just left her to turn into soup. I just want to say, guys, I love you guys, and I'd never leave you to turn into soup. I, I am happy to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> I would never leave either of you to turn to soup either, but thank there, you. <laughs> there is a difference between disrespecting a corpse and murder, which is what my client has been accused of. Mm-hmm. Because he murdered her, because he murdered Where's the evidence? <laughs> she turned to soup. She turned to soup. <laughs> Turning to soup is not a murder. <laughs> Look, from what I understand, oh she was perfectly healthy. Um, that's what her medical records show. There is no evidence to I say that this was a natural records. death. Okay, here you go. I'm handing I you over. I had this terrible thought of like her just dying because he starved her the same way. Mm-hmm. And she just started to turn into soup as she was dying. <laughs> she died of being turned into soup. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. People don't die of turning into soup. Uh, like I people just, die and I then can't. turn to soup. What is more likely, the man who repeatedly kills women and killed his grandparents and all this and has a history of it? You know, she just happens to die there so he can inherit all her money. No, he killed her. It's been pr- it's been shown that he is a sociopath. He does not develop relationships with people. This relationship was purely functional for him, so he could then uh, receive all of her money. What what is this? All of this money? I like what what is this? What What's is this money house? we're talking about? It's, uh, a, house. it's a house that a house. has an underground catacombs the size yeah. of Ohio. <laughs> yeah, that's not money. That's <laughs> it's a house. It's, it's also a really shitty state house. Of Ohio. <laughs> that that house is wildly gross, and that house is gross to the level it had to have been gross before he moved in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he got to inherit that and pretend that she was still living there. You know, he never told anyone that she died. I'm just saying all that money. Uh, like, we're talking about Ohio property okay, values. Okay, I mean property. Like, property. Like, yeah, yeah, property. So we're just, just yeah. I just want to point but out. He's obviously living on some kind of money. I, I, I will say that I believe she did have money. She yeah. left him because she she was a seamstress and she had um, a storefront. And, he's not and she d- yeah, she was actually like a business person but, and then had enough money to retire. So I, I really do think she, she did have money. Retired to Florida, not die. Yeah. Correct. So it's not like she like a will was read and he was granted something. No, no, I no. Think he, he just took it. Took it. it. Yeah. But I'm just saying the bank accounts. <laughs> Even was, though that was that's not part of the case. I I. I'm here to say, yeah, he just took that shit. <laughs> he yeah. just took that shit. Um, he's not being charged for it in this no. court. And now but... he's turned it into his murder case. Oh, God. I... Um, all right, oh, let's God. let's go ahead and move on to the introduction of non-native species. Brad said um, that he found a random suitcase. I think there's just um, some confusion on mm-hmm. when the n- non-native species was actually introduced, because I believe what, Brad, you were talking about is when he found the suitcase from his former in employer shop, yes. in the courier shop. And I do not believe that that was that no. gave him the idea to have it gave these him butterflies an and moths or whatever the fuck they were? Yeah, Claire has the actual name of them. Death, I did uh, not Death's write that part. Moth. Think no. I'm like I didn't write that shit down because ew. But even though Claire thinks that moths are cute, that's are. you're wrong. Some you're wrong, Claire. I'm sorry. Um. So so not when are you man. saying oh, get out of here, moth man? <laughs> Unless it's uh, Riverdale, and then they're actually aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're okay. actually just relatives yeah. of the blossoms. Yeah. yeah, and actually it's just a really bad drug trip. So <laughs> this is really what it is. <laughs> okay. Um, but you're saying he actually introduced this. Like he, I, I don't know. Did he order them online? How did he get these moths well, Probably you can get all kinds of things, but I'm saying probably. he shouldn't be bringing non-native species into the country. When I was in um, New Zealand, no, when I was in Australia, sorry, I had some juggling balls from Cirque du Soleil that Whoa, I was fancy. I for a present and they what were basically 
I know, seriously. They were a present. They weren't for me. And uh, they were made of like a balloon kind of thing. So they were written on it and they were filled with seeds. And they would not let me take them into the country because it is a non-native species. They had seeds in them. If I decided to go and plant those seeds, that is a non-native species that could affect the conservation of the existing native species. You can't bring non-native species in. It is an offence. And in doing and that, I he think, could have um, changed the ecosystem in Ohio, Brad. You don't want that to happen. And I, and I think uh, Brad's uh, response was, who cares? Who yeah. cares if there's a moth genocide? That's what yeah. I wrote. So, but they could okay. kill all kinds of other things. They could like affect um, the bees in the area, which we need. They could affect all kinds of things. They could like I asked you previously, and you said, you said they would they would kill the other moths. Um, so that's what I was responding <laughs> with. with they could kill other moth moths. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Uh, all right. Let, let's go ahead and move on to attempted murder of Catherine Martin. Um, Brad says, are crimes against senators' daughters really a crime? So there's a question in there. Yes. <laughs> I guess. And then um, also uh, Brad says that this builds character and a senator from Tennessee is notably trash. So, yeah, so those mom- were my notes. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, a senator from Tennessee. Did I capture that? I want to make sure. Yeah, no, that's 100% accurate. Okay, thank you. Thank you. A senator from Tennessee is trash. I agree. But you are blaming the child for the parents' actions. Are you saying that a child cannot rise above their parents' actions? That they are tainted by the actions that their their parent do? Catherine Martin might have grown up to like take down the establishment, you know, and do anything like that. And you're saying that because there was a crime committed against her and she happened to be a senator's daughter, that we just shouldn't care? I'm saying it's a senator's daughter, mm-hmm. and I've never <laughs> yeah, but she's in not history. A I've never show me a, the child of a senator of a U.S. senator um, that has ever uh, fought the establishment courageously and tried to take down the system. I don't know many daughters of, or sons of U.S. senators. I'm afraid. Oh, okay, cool. All that right. doesn't mean uh, there isn't one out there that exists. Well, this one certainly. I didn't. I didn't see her taking down any systems. Well, I don't know. Um, I mostly heard let's... her saying, "Do you? My 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 mom will give you whatever you want." <laughs> <laughs> Which wasn't even true because anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her mom, her mom wasn't willing to give anything no. up because uh, she didn't even really, really bargain with Hannibal Lecter for the information. Her mom didn't even take like one day away from using all the hairspray on the planet. <laughs> yeah, and her mom's trash. We should put her on trial. Maybe for maybe for next time. All right, and then the last was attempted murder of Clarice, which Brad says she came into his home and this was self defense because she pulled a gun on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he. Um, um, it, so actually, it was her doing self defense because he literally held a gun up against her head. So when she shot him, that was self defense. He's the one that invited her into the house. He's the one that turned the lights out and then creeped on her with his creepy goggles. And he's the one that pulled self-defense. a gun and was about to shoot her. So she. He was about to shoot her, so therefore she shot him in self-defense. I say never let cops in your house. Like, clearly a mistake was made. Um, But, you know, once they're in there, you're allowed to protect yourself. But he liked her hair and he wanted to, uh, you know, kill her. Wear her hair. Um, Objection. Objection. There's no evidence of that. But her hair's so nice. Oh, sure. And she does have very supple skin, but mm-hmm. she's not a size fourteen. Clearly, no. she's no. a tiny. She's a tiny. He would he would not get very much skin. He wouldn't from even her get a leg all. in the skin. Yeah, no. 
Um, all right. That's a lot. That's a lot to take in. I'm glad I already threw out the charge of having a gross dog because that's yep. one less thing I have to go over. Mm-hmm. Guys, talk amongst yourselves. There's a little research I have to do. All My right. goodness, making me work today. Uh, what kind of courtroom is this? And I'll be back. And I'm going to drink my hot chocolate and give you a sassy look over the mug, Brad, like this. Oh, okay. Um, well, Claire, I, really nice try today. I know you I know you tried. I meant, like, what can you do with these charges? Come on. Oh. Yeah, that's a difficult one. Yeah. Well, you know. I, listen, they're, they're not always easy cases, and uh, you definitely so, had the hard work today. So. Should I tell you something, Brad? Hmm? I didn't really think that dog was that gross. I knew it. If it Obviously. was a Bichon Frise, it would be gross, but it was a poodle. It was a cute dog. Cute little paws. It was fine, and the dog didn't do anything, so... Yeah, the dog's adorable. Yeah, and I feel bad for the dog, because it was, you know, clearly being not treated the best. I had living yeah. in a murder house. Mm. In a murder cave. No. Yeah, no. but it would have been cuter if it was a little kitty cat. No, definitely not. Definitely not. That's that's gross. We saw that one <laughs> cat earlier, and I was like, ugh, gross. Oh, that cat is the one that solved the whole mystery, because Clarice is in the other room. And that cat goes, meow, hey Clarice, come and look in here, there's a clue. So really, that cat should have got the medal at the end. (laughs) No, that cat was like, I murdered her. I'm the murderer. (laughs) I'm making a woman suit so I can pretend to be a Cuban. Yeah, yeah. Very likely what happened. Maybe that's that's what my cat's doing. That's your one named uh, victim. Hmm. (laughs) Probably got killed by a cat. I woke up next, like my cat was just sitting next to me this morning. Maybe that's what she was thinking. Soon I shall wear your skin. Yeah, yeah. That's what they do. I would have brought that up, but it's general knowledge. Everyone knows that cats are plotting to like, you know, skin humans. Like that's what they want. That's the idea of a dream of a thousand cats. If a thousand cats could get together and and work together, then they would take over the world. But they're cats so they never can. All right, guys. Um, I I heard from my uh, my security here that you guys have had a rousing discussion of cats versus dogs. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm so glad that I threw that part of the case yes, out. Thank you. Um, all right, let's get to it. I'm going to work in no particular order, just of what I feel like doing. So... Uh- <laughs> as long as I get through them all. All right, let's start with the attempted murder of Clarice because this is what I ended up having to research. Uh, Ohio does have a stand your ground law, which stand your ground means that you can- um, Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Yeah, it basically means you can use lethal force and self-defense. And now what I had to research was that law technically did not go into effect, which is wild to me because Ohio is a crazy place, um, until 2021. It's it was a given. It was, it was a given. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing. So that's what I did was before the Stand Your Ground law, what was Ohio doing? So that's why I had to do some research because I was like, I know what the Stand Your Ground law is. What the fuck was Ohio doing before? So the only requirement prior to killing someone using lethal force on your own property was that you had to... Um, it required people to retreat before they were justified in hurting or killing another human. And mm-hmm. Buffalo Bill did retreat yeah. deep into the basement. But he had the upper hand. Before. He turned all the lights out. It doesn't matter. Ugh. doesn't matter. He retreated. Ohio sucks. Uh, before he attempted to murder Clarice. Therefore, yes. he is not guilty oh. of attempting that, which is wild. <laughs> I blame Ohio. I blame Ohio. I mean, 
It is wild, but not shocking. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's, oh God. But it, w- it was just a lot of research because I was like, wait a second. They didn't have this fucking law until 2021. Wow. <laughs> but uh, no, that, I mean, they didn't have that law, but they had an, an, an another gross law in its place. So, <laughs> okay. Um, Congratulations, Brad. Thank you. The attempted murder of Catherine Martin. I'm sorry. He is guilty. I, I, I Just because there is no set precedent before of a child being outwardly opposed to the establishment. You are all correct. The Tennessee uh, senator is trash. And the fact that she didn't even want to save her daughter, actually, I mean, not that she didn't want to save her, but didn't do everything in her power to save her, Mm -hmm. tells me uh, she really didn't care about her daughter. Her daughter probably knew that and also was probably a little rebellious and I love a little rebellion against a fucking senator. So uh, he's guilty. Guilty gets guilty of that one. Um, Introduction of non-native species. Uh, I thank you, Claire, for the clarification of what I also was kind of misunderstanding, that idea of the initial suitcase Mm -hmm. having the moth, but it was not. And I don't agree with it, but it is illegal to (laughs) introduce non-native species into the environment. And so he's guilty of that. I think if he... Isn't it crazy to think if if Buffalo Bill didn't die at Clarice's hands uh, and... Uh, at the hands of a murderous Clarice, um, he would have went to trial and one of his charges would have been the introduction mm-hmm. <laughs> of non-native species. Yep. Ridiculous. <laughs> right? It's so ridiculous. Um, but that's, that's where he was saying. Like, in New Zealand, you can, um, it, it can be, like, in parts of New Zealand, from what I understand when I was there years ago, if you're on, there's, like, a little island off the coast of Auckland, and if you were, like, there having, like, a picnic or whatever, and you ate an apple and you chucked the apple core into like the bushes you could be charged for that because there are no apple trees on that island therefore it's a non-native species that island fuck off Mm -hmm. basically i just want to like change all these laws because it's so fucking stupid okay um the murder of benjamin uh raspel raspel i don't i don't know how to pronounce that guy's last name benny r benny r yeah the the murder of benny r (laughs) Um, okay, so I went back and forth on this because there is the cocoon in the throat, and I was like, that's a real fucking long con. If but the cocoon in his throat. It's a long con either way. Yeah. But that's the thing. So that's what had got me because I was like, but either way, it's a fucking long con. And I was like, okay, but but still, like, I'm still like, okay, that, but still, like, the cocoon would still go back to fucking, you know, because it was this, this specific moth. Um, but god damn it, like, I could not think of another murder where he would have kept anything in a jar like even the butterflies like nothing he kept nothing in jars he kept nothing like the most he kept was miss Littman as soup like there's nothing he kept so um i feel like but neither that... Hannibal. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> i don't even want to say it I don't want to say it because it made me sick. But honestly, Brad had a good he point. did probably keep food in, <laughs> in, food in jars. <laughs> oh, God. So the thought is, I really do think he probably did keep things in jars. Oh, God. 
Oh, it's so gross. Like, my tummy hurts, guys. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to say not guilty because I think there's enough reasonable doubt. Oh, God. Um, all right, Miss Lippman turning her into soup. I'm sorry. I don't... Yeah, sure. He's got... We know he has all the mental health issues. That's not an excuse. He's guilty of, of that. <laughs> that's really... No that's really fucking gross. Um, oh, God. Ugh. Oh, just to live in that. Just to live Ugh, there. It is the same house as that. To sleep and eat in that same house. And now, the last one is this, the three charges, the murder of six corpses, the desecration, or, yeah, sorry, the murder of six women, the desecration of six corpses, and the kidnapping of six women. Um, I was going to do them all as individual charges, and I was like, we'll be here forever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that, uh... I mean, I I guess you would have taken away uh, one of Brad's problems with this charge, which is the naming of them. But um, Brad, I'm sorry, <laughs> but as a lawyer, you should know better. We don't always reveal the names in the cases of the victims. That is, you know, I I've, I've watched many trials where people are just named victim X, victim Y, Jane Doe. Like this is uh, nothing is presented is not, about uh, how these women were kidnapped, <laughs> how they were, like I. You're just telling me there's six there's six victims. I I see no evidence. Uh, we 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 had found the bodies have been found. We know that two of them were murdered in the same way. One of them murdered the exact same way as Frederica. And they have Dimmel. the things in the throat. They have all. They have all of them have the. Things things in the throat so Could have been Hannibal Lecter he did that which too which was uh, <laughs> uh, he was in prison <laughs> yeah he was imprisoned at the time so uh, I'm I'm sorry uh, that is well I guess I'm not sorry that's guilty and yeah. that's gross as well um so yeah so not guilty for attempted murder of Clarice because of Ohio's crazy laws <laughs> <laughs> And not guilty of Benjamin Rispel because I feel like there's enough uh, reasonable doubt, even though it's super gross. And then guilty for all other charges, and I thrown out the having a gross dog. So that was a lot of work, you guys. Just saying, that dog could have been a lot cuter. (laughs) Could have been like a little, a little husky puppy. Oh. Uh, I re I rewatched this documentary and this was quite the case I had to cover, so I'm you not sure if we're all friends job. anymore. Indeed. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, guys, thank you. This uh this concludes this case. Uh, let's let's talk about uh our next case. So next time is uh, we are going to talk about the case of the Fratelli family in the case of the podcast versus the Goonies. A case that Brad is not familiar with. No. Well, I, I think you're familiar, but you didn't care for it. Hated so. it. Hated oh, it. I thought it. you hadn't hated watched it. it. Yeah. I yeah. watched it once. So this is, this is um, this is me being excited that we're going to watch something Brad hates. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I push for it so hard. <laughs> Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. Whoa, do you guys realize what we could do? I don't want to go on any more of your crazy Goonie adventures. Meet Mikey. I gotta go to the bathroom. Brand. Andy. Shame, shame. Come on, Brand. Slip with the tongue. That's disgusting. No, I can't even look. Mouth. Stephanie, Data, Boy, oh, yeah, isn't that neat? and Chunk. 
They call themselves the Goonies. They've stumbled onto a legend, but they're not alone. Chunk, I hope that was your stomach. No. Discover what they uncover. Rubies and emeralds and diamonds. The lost map. The secret caves. The treacherous traps. Hello, Sheriff. I'm at the Lighthouse Lounge. And I want to report a murder. Just like that last prank about all those little creatures that multiply when you throw water on them. Take the oath. Join the adventure as Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. So yeah, that's our next case. Brad, tell us who is going to be judge, defense, and prosecution next time. So next time for judge, judge jury, jury, and executioner. executioner. Oh, as judge, me. Ooh. Oh boy. <laughs> Whew, dodged a bullet on that one. Uh, as prosecution, Claire. Oh. Oh. And Tammy, you will be defending. Oh, the Fratelli family. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Get in that <laughs> mindset. I, I've got some time to get in that mindset. Okay. Um. Anything else for uh this ca- this particular case? Uh, just if listeners are interested in the mentions we did of Hannibal Lecter in like in regards to the Buffalo Bill case, there's so much to like watch and read out there. Knock yourselves oh, yeah. out. Yeah, it, it's honestly one of the reasons we haven't done specifically Hannibal Lecter yet because there's just so much. It's just like, ugh, I don't know if we want to take any of that on. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, well then, guys, we're out of here. Fuck off. Case closed. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via true true crime at reactionary-sass.com. Join our absolutely true true crime Facebook group and follow us at true true crime on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947 and maybe you can help solve a mystery. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com. <laughs>